pride is that you're just pointing people to yourself. Mm. Um, you're you're wanting people to see how good you are. You're wanting people to see um, you win a particular game. Whereas confidence, you know, is for me is recognizing that it's it's God that's given me my gifts to play. Um, and actually, I don't want people to celebrate me. <laughs> I want people to be pointed towards towards God. Great. Welcome back to a Christian Sport Podcast. Um, I've got two people with me and we're going to chat uh, about a really interesting topic. We're going to chat about um, pride. We're going to chat about um, what is the difference between pride and confidence uh, and competitiveness and what does that look like. So it's a really interesting topic. I've got uh, Pete Brown with me, former professional rugby player. I've got Lisa Elliott with me, who was playing county badminton, has played on the national circuit. So we've got people who know about playing at a really good level. Uh, but have also played uh, a bit grassroots as well. So uh, before we chat about the issue, I want to chat to you guys about this. Um, Pete, you first. What's been your greatest moment in sports? Um, that's a, I think that's a great question to ask anyone at any level of sport. And we've all had those moments. Um, and for me, I think it's, it's pretty hard to look past my debut for Ulster rugby, just with my family connection, my dad and everything. My dad's from Ulster and uh, I'm playing for, yeah, I think that was a, a proud moment for my family and me and, and that feeling was great. And then secondly, probably winning the Amden Cup um, with Harlequins, uh, which, was, which was pretty epic. But beyond that, I would say my best moments, they were more, they were more f- like little sparks of, I did something good, uh, or I'd remember. Um, I, you know, I did something unexpected. Maybe for a second row who's big and lumbering, I stepped a winger or something, which happened very rarely. But if I did do something, those would be like that. That little moment, I'd, I'd remember that. And how? Let's go. Let's go to Ulster debut. It's when you said first. Yeah. Um, how did you feel? What what emotions were playing through your mind as you, as you maybe ran out? I presume it was a tunnel. Um, yeah. What yes. were you? What What were you thinking? What was going through your mind? Yeah. I mean, it's fortress Kingspan Stadium, massive tunnel. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was just thinking, this is great, and uh, I felt very privileged to be there. Mm. Um, it felt like uh, this, this was my time to to go out and show what I could do, and uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. My my first game, which wasn't an official one, was against Leinster in a preseason game, and. Like it was just great to be out there. Sun was shining. Mm. My mom and dad were in the stands. Like it was just, you know, one of those days that you, I, I won't, I won't forget. You know, I, I just won't forget. So, yeah. Lise, what about you? Badminton, greatest moment. Yeah, um, I think for me, uh, being able to play in my first, I guess, international circuit tournament um, was a huge achievement for me. It was something I've always wanted to do since I was growing up. Um, only did it a few years ago. And it was only in Wales, so a pretty local, <laughs> local international. Um, but say I, I just got in, like I just managed to get into the singles um, and play doubles as well. Um, but I think, yeah, just a feeling of kind of standing, waiting to go out on that court was was a pretty special moment. Um, I think beyond that, in terms of a kind of a personal thing for me, was there was one player um, who I played so many times as a junior growing up. She was years older than me and I never managed to beat her just every single time I come up against her could never win she was kind of an art rival in that sense and there was one one tournament and I managed to beat her in 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 a, in a in a tournament and it was just that sense of wow I never thought I could do this and um, so that was a yeah an internal special moment for me 
Great. Well, we're as in we're we're talking about pride in this topic particularly because it's a battle Christian sports will face. Not necessarily because Pete and Lisa are incredibly proud people. Um, <laughs> although, we're, although we're going to get to them, we're going to chat about that in a minute about when they've felt pride because they're they're human. Um, but it's worth just me say, as in I think it's a it's a really important topic, isn't it, in sport just to, just to wrestle with and think through because I think often being being proud, being confident in your ability. Um, having a champion's mentality, sort of believing I'm going to win, I'm going to beat them, um, it is seen as being really important. That the need to assert dominance, um, the way we do that, then whether we do that through through putting our opponent down, questioning whether they're any good or not. Um, we're applauded for playing mind games. We see that in, in top level sport a lot, and and I think whether at top level sport or grassroots level sport, pride is equally prevalent. I I know for me playing hockey. Um, we can look at someone's warm-up and go, well, that looks amateur, and just look down on them. Or, or, or we exaggerate our past performances when we join a new team, don't we, to impress our teammates? You know, oh, well, yeah, I, play, I played county once. I was in the training squad, whatever it might be. And um, pride is everywhere in sport. Uh, and then for Christians, let, let's be really clear. Firstly, we, we live entirely in light of what Jesus has done. There's nothing we can do to make ourselves right before God. Uh, please don't hear us saying, don't be proud, and then you can be right and accepted before God. No, we, we all need God's amazing grace in light of what God has done. But now we're called, as those who have followed him, to live lives which, uh, which honour him, live uh, lives which reflect how he lived, um, the great humble God that we worship. And in his letters to Philippians, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he encourages his readers to have a very different attitude to the one which is often advocated by the sporting world. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceits, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. So, so, so that's the wrestle we're in here. We, we've got sporting culture on one hand, um, we've got what Paul is saying, the Bible is saying on the other hand in some ways, and it's, it's a bit of a false dichotomy. They're not necessarily completely at, at odds with each other, and that's what I want to talk about today. But, but Pete, coming to you first then, particularly on this issue of pride how have you seen that played out in your sport in rugby um i think it's i think it's a it's something that this idea that you were you were unpacking um in terms of competitiveness in terms of dominance mm. we think about dominance within rugby and you think about physicality and i think it's you know having um and knowledge, I think that, you know, what we're going to come on to talk about in terms of that difference between pride and confidence, but having having a knowledge that you can physically dominate someone, that requires a certain mentality to do that. And I think and I think this this whole area is is one where we have to be as Christians, we have to be um, grappling with it. This is why we're it's, the, the whole the whole idea of this is dealing with. This is something which is going to be prevalent within our sport. We have to constantly look back at this. And I found within my rugby um, that I had to get myself up for games at times. I wasn't always naturally the most aggressive person, or so I had to pump myself up at times. And I'd often listen to uh, Christian rap music just to keep it clean and. <laughs> And and that would those beats those everything within me that would that would help me get up for these games and and therefore um, that idea of competitiveness of putting one over on your opponent of having pride in in 
dominating your opponent, as it were, it's very easy to get to make that go over the edge. And I found that difficult at times. Um, and at times I'd find myself, you know, winding up opponents, you know, doing little annoying things on whatever that I could get away with. But, uh, how, but at the same time, you, um, how did you find it relationally? So as in, we, we, we spoke to you a number of episodes back about your career as a whole. And I remember mm-hmm. one of the, one of the things was you were at university, um, up in Durham, but then beginning to play professional rugby. Um, how did you find it going back to university? Was that, did you find it a real wrestle within you a bit like, wow, come on, I'm a, I'm playing pro rugby now. Was that a, yeah. was that a battle for pride or? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought about that, but yeah, probably. I mean, I, and I played English students as well. And back when you're 18 year, uh, 19 years old and you had a bit of stash, you, you know, you'd wear it. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be around the rather large campus wearing England tracksuit on. So, um, it, yeah, there probably was a bit of pride, and I think I expected a certain, a certain amount of respect because of of what I what I'd achieved, and 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 I think, but at the same time, I think something again that we're going to talk about that I could easily show false humility. Like I could easily be like, oh no, you know, you know, I'm Pete Brown, I'm you know, I'm nothing. Don't worry about me. I just just play a little bit of rugby, you know, it's nothing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's. That that was yeah. That's an interesting thought, thought to bring back to, uh, in terms of being uh, a big fish in a smaller pond. That mm-hmm. was Durham University at that time. Whether I was a big fish, that's uh, another question. And that's whether where, that's false humility, that's in, another. It? Yeah, because yeah, pride comes in, doesn't it? It comes in both with us and our opponents, but then also within our own teammates, often more prevalent. Lise, how, how have you found individual sports mm. generally? You play doubles as well, but individual sport generally. Um, how have you found it in yourself and within within your world of badminton? Yeah, no, definitely. Being an individual sport, I mean, it picks up on what, what Pete said about, you know, it all being about you. And I think in badminton and being singles especially, it does feel very much about you. Um, you know, it's you you define your warm-up, you define, you know, how you mentally prepare. Um, it's all about you um, and your time. And then when you're on the court, you know, you're just very aware of people watching you. Um, you're aware of other players, you know, people that come to watch you specifically, other coaches that are there around you. Um, and even bef- beforehand, I think this is something which I've struggled with before tournaments is you kind of, the, the draw gets released a couple of days before the, the tournament day. Um, so all the time you're kind of, you're looking, you know, who's seeded, um, who, where is your opponent ranked? You kind of check the ranking list. And so all the time there's kind of a, a comparison game of, oh, should I beat them? Should I not beat them? Should they, who should beat who? Um, so you're kind of you're comparing yourself before you get there, and then if you do beat someone you're not meant to, you know, there's definitely a temptation there to feel proud. Um, if you beat a seed, or you've you know you've, you you're the underdog. Um, so yeah, I think I felt that a little bit with in preparing for tournaments, and then you know if you are seeded in a tournament, you know everyone knows you are, and so there's that that temptation for for arrogance, I guess, as you're kind of walking around the sports hall on the day. It's really, it's really interesting that you you say that. I suppose it's slightly different with a team sport because, like, I had a uh, you know thirty six guys at times to bring me down a peg if anything ever was you know was said or something. But at the same time, there was competition within the actual team, you know, um, and and you felt that like we're we're a team. We want to you want to be competitive within that team within the rugby environment to to help each other get better. But you also want to be starting, or you want to be on the bench, or you want to be progressing in that way. So. So say there was a, you know, maybe a seasoned international, which, I, you know, I, you then 
get an opportunity to play ahead of them or something, or they weren't there, then then yeah, that there was a there, there was probably a tendency for 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 you to feel a bit of pride about that about getting that position of yeah exactly you probably similar to the comparison thing in terms of seedings, which is really interesting. Help us really nail down what what is right and what is wrong here. What is the Bible calling us against versus what is fine? So, and we talked, Pete, you mentioned it on the difference between pride and confidence. Mm. Um, and so, and Lisa, we'll come to you first actually on this. So, when those when those rankings release, when the seedings release, and you see it, and you're let's say you're ranked five, and you're playing someone ranked twelve, we've talked about false humility. It's not like you're sitting there going. Oh well, I I don't expect to win that, or oh, like is in there's nothing wrong with being confident about your position. But what what what's necessarily wrong about pride? What does it do? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And because you know, when, when that get, when that game happens, like it's not like as a Christian, I'm saying, oh no, I'm just going to let them win. You know, I'm going to you know mm-hmm. be be humble in that sense. Um, but I think the difference with, with pride is that you're just pointing people to yourself. Um, you're you're wanting people to see how good you are. You're wanting people to see um, you win a particular game. Whereas confidence, you know, is for me is recognizing that it's it's God that's given me my gifts to play. Um, and actually, I don't want people to celebrate me. <laughs> I want people to be pointed towards towards God. Um, so as I do try, you know, try and play my best, which doesn't always happen. But you know, as I try and use my abilities to the max. I want people to see, see that God's given me those gifts. Um, and I think a big part of that is, is enjoyment. You know, actually as I'm on the, on the court, if I, if I, if I'm enjoying playing, if I'm enjoying using my abilities to the max and, and not feeling that kind of pressure of, or if I don't meet my seeding or if I don't meet my ranking, then it's going to have a negative effect on my attitude and, you know, the way I am on the court and off the court. But actually, there's a a way of pointing people away from myself and pointing people to to something greater. Great answer from from Lisa, and I, I completely agree. It's me centered. Pride is me centered. It's it's all about me. There's no there's no way of having anyone talk to you about improvement or anything because it's it's something you own and and it's all about you. Um, whereas confidence is something that involves trust. And trust in abilities, I'd say confidence. So, so therefore, when Lisa says that she she um, she she believed those abilities and trusted those abilities from God, that takes it away from yourself and, and puts it to some puts it to something bigger. And when you when you take that onus away from yourself and everything about being about you, and when you have as as we do as Christians, and hopefully can maintain uh, a perspective of identity in Christ. That, that therefore means you can have a freedom to play, a freedom to Let, enjoy. Let's go there. Then. Let's go there. Just, just. Um, what do you mean by density in Christ? So, so, uh, I, I, when when we as as people accept Jesus, when we know that we uh, have done wrong, um, have have you know maybe competitive as uh, competitiveness has, has led us to to sin or whatever it is, we see wrong in ourselves. And we therefore understand that there is a God of the universe who is perfect. And, uh, and he had a plan in and through Jesus, um, who is perfect, who is fully man and fully God, came down and he was able to be the, the sacrifice, the, the, the way for us to have a right relationship with God. Um, and when we accept that through Jesus' death and resurrection um, and his perfect life as well, 
we are therefore in Christ. That, that means our identity. When God looks at, looks at us, looks at those who are Christians, he sees Christ. He doesn't see the wrong that I do. He doesn't see all of my flaws. He sees Jesus, which is incredible when I think about how bad I am inside. You know, the wrong things that I think, the way that I sin every day, this, this word sin, which we throw around all the time, just the bad that I do. And therefore, when I am in Christ, that should therefore mean that even though I know that my, I understand where my gifts and abilities come from, because they come from God, um, and the onus is not just on me using those to glorify God, which then puts an onus on me that mm. I need to do this. This is something, this, this takes away from that idea of grace. This takes away from that idea of, of these are given by a good father. So God has given me my gifts because he's a good father and he loves me and he wants me to enjoy them. And that's what Lisa was talking about as well, an enjoyment in that. So therefore, when we get rid of all the clutter of, you know, where do I fit in, in terms of my team? Where do I fit in terms of uh, being uh, you know, a starter? Where do I fit in terms of winning every game, which we want to do to the best of our abilities? But at the same time, God has given us the freedom to just enjoy playing because my identity, who I am, is in Christ is in that it's above my performance it's above um, whether I get picked or not it's above whether I use my abilities to the be- to, to the best of of my ability you know so I hope no, that's, that's clear well no, that's, re- that's really helpful I think it's that a side of identity isn't it of of who we are it can be freeing if we know that we are loved no matter how well we do or how badly do what ranking we are whether we're in the team or we're not in the team there is a release that it's not all about us. Because we're, yeah. not, we're not defined by whether we're in that starting jersey or whether we're exactly uh, we're beating somebody ranked above us. And there's a there's a freedom there. What at least help us help us think through what? How else do we help rejig our perspective on this? Because it's as Pete said, we are naturally rebels. We're we're naturally all about ourselves. Yeah. Um, that is what fundamentally, as we talked about the sin in some ways, is we put ourselves in place of God. How do we help read your perspective on this? Yeah, yeah, and it, it is hard, as you said, because we are naturally, you know, naturally we're simple. We naturally it is all about us. But you know, as we mentioned at the start, Philippians two is so helpful. Um, you know, as, as Paul tells us to do nothing out of selfish ambition, um, but to value others above ourselves. Um, but then, as well as telling us to do that, he gives us the example of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and where better to look for an example of of, of pure humility? Um, when you think about um, Jesus, you know, it says in verse six, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. So Jesus is saying that, you know, well, Jesus is, is God. He's you know, the greatest he can be. Yet he humbled himself to become nothing. And you think if the savior of the universe can do that, then what an amazing example to follow um, for, for us. Um, it's incredibly attractive isn't it if Jesus would have been incredibly attractive to to be around and for us you can think about it in your own teams your own sports can't you there's some people you do see who they could be the best player on the pitch but they don't at large in that way do they yeah totally and I think there's thing about status as well you know Jesus he didn't consider his his status he didn't kind of worry about what people thought about his status I think that's something that we can quite easily fall into that trap of worrying about what people think of me 
Whereas Jesus wasn't concerned about what others thought, but more what he came to do um, and to serve others, to, um, to do everything he could to put others above himself, which I think is a, ch- a huge challenge for, for us. Ah, um, so, Lise, we, we talked about Philippians 2 here. Philippians 2, rather than humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. What on earth does that look like? Yeah, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because it's definitely not saying, you know, just let your opponent win. I could easily look at that and say, you know, value others above yourselves. Value, the best thing for them is to win the match. Of course not. You know, we're, we're competitive sports people and we want to play to the best of our ability to, to win a match. Um, so, yeah, so I think, I think it's more about valuing your opponent or valuing others above yourself um, to value them as people. Um, and so I think, you know, in badminton, often you can, you can play a match and your opponent doesn't even acknowledge you. Um, you know, they're so focused on their own game. They won't even talk to you. You know, at the end, they'll just kind of not even shake your hand properly. So I think something for me is I, I'll just try and say hello at the start of a match. You know, I'll make an effort to properly shake the hand at the end of a game. Um, you know, just, I think just small things which I guess show that you're, you aren't purely focused on yourself. Um, and you want to share some of that with with them without being soft and you know giving them <laughs> giving them a win. Yeah, that's really good. And like, it's interesting for me listening to this because uh, like I'm retired, so I'm like listening to this as, as sort of like I'm looking in hindsight. I'm like I, I could have done that better, um, which is which is. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying nice. it's easier. I'm not saying we don't. No, want to no, 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 no. But I think it's it's good. I'm. I'm I think in rugby there is a there is a natural um, there are conversations that go on throughout the game. Like you're constantly talking to teammates, and you're constantly you know saying calls and repeating them. And the other team over here and they can have can have some banter about that and stuff. But after the game, I probably the same as Lisa. I would make like if someone had gone off injured and I saw them go off or something, I'd just shaking their hand. I'd be like, "You're right. How's your ankle?" Da da da. You know, just just acknowledging that actually this game isn't isn't everything trying to make that clear that this game isn't everything. There's, there's, there's more to life than winning and losing a rugby game, as it were, even though, you know, if we've won, I'm really well, happy we've won. And the point, yeah. the point there, isn't it, is that they have equal value. So when it comes to pride, that's what pride does, doesn't it? It, it basically goes, I'm better than you yeah. um, for whatever reason. And actually, as we, as we stop and we acknowledge that this person who we're competing against or this team that I'm playing with, is equally valued because they are equally created and made in the image of God. They're made by God just as much as we are. Then, then that's a that's maybe a helpful thing just to ponder and think about, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. I think, yeah, yeah. The equality of of all of us. All of us are the same. Like, well, so making we need, sure we, we keep we all, that. We all need Jesus. We all yes. need Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> As we, uh, as in some way, then this, this conversation goes on for hours and it's a good conversation, but as we try and sort of land a little bit, um, what have you guys found are some practical things to do in, in that moment when pride does swell up? Um, wh- wh- when you, that confidence, that, that, that right acknowledgement of a good thing done, that not just confidence, but hey, you, you've sidestepped that winger, Pete, and you've run for the line and you've scored a try in front of King's Home. Like, that is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with going, yes, like, that's great. We, we want to say that. But 
when that then ekes over into the sort of swagger and the treat me differently now, or you're looking down on the other locks because they can't do that or they haven't done that recently. And uh, what are some of the practical things we can do to, to help remember our status as Lisa said? I think it's, I think it's, um, like you said, I think it's key that we do acknowledge when, when things go well. And, and we as Christians, we're called to pursue excellence as well. We're called to make the most of these gifts, which God has given us. But it's like you said, it's maintaining that and reminding ourselves, I think, and remembering those, that the perspective of we are only where we are because of Jesus. Jesus is the only reason we can have right relationship with God. We can be in Christ and therefore we can have freedom to enjoy our sport. Um, and when it becomes about yourself, like we said, that's when, when that there are issues there. Um, and, and there's pride. So one, one thing I'd say in terms of, I would say, remember your gifts are from God. Like we need to remind ourselves. So, so there are scriptures which we, could, which we could learn, maybe a bit like this one in Philippians, which we've looked at, where Paul's talking to a church which is, which is doing really well. And he's saying, just don't get ahead of yourselves. Look, just, just, just stay humble, okay? Remember, you are only here because of Jesus. This is the only way that we can live these lives. And don't look, look down on the society around you. Just look to serve them. And I think that's an incredible, incredible gift that we have, which is scripture to be able to just repeat those things. And whether that be something like Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, where it just talks about we are only able to have a relationship with God because of Jesus and faith. Um, not because of what we do. This is this whole idea of grace. Um, so reminding ourselves of grace and reminding that we are in in Christ. Um, yeah, I would say that that would be the thing. And that also involves talking to other guys who are Christians as well and who are sportsmen and having like that sort of community and fellowship where you're able to be like, I played well last week and I got a bit ahead of myself and I shouted at my teammate because I just felt like he wasn't doing his job and uh, I felt like I was better than him. And, and actually then they can call you out on that and say, do you think that was the right response to have? And it's this idea of accountability of just having that fellowship with other, other believers who are dealing with these same things um, and are wanting to react and to improve. I think, you know, in all of sport, we're wanting to improve. We're wanting to improve our skills as it were. And these things in terms of, um, we call it in, in Christianity, we call it sanctification, becoming more like Jesus, having more of a perspective like Jesus. And if we can do that bit by bit, um, that is a real gift. Can hear your dog now, Pete. Dog's getting excited. Um, Lise, what about you for some of the practical things you found helpful? Yeah, I'll pick up on what Pete said about the kind of accountability. And I've actually been been really um, fortunate to have another Christian who has been on this kind of circuit, who we see each other at tournaments lots. Um, and it's been so encouraging for us to you know, try and meet up at tournaments. And um, we do try and pray together. Um, we try and look at a verse of the Bible together. And that's been so helpful to, you know, just in that moment when you're you know, about to go and play a match to say, come on, let's just focus on Jesus for, for a few minutes to remind ourselves of where our gifts come from. Um, so that's been a real encouragement for me. Um, even when you see, you know, I see her around the, the hall um, and it's just that little reminder um, of, of who I am. Um, I think another, another big one as well is prayer. Um, you know, traveling around a little bit, it's, it's good to have time in the car on, on the way just to, to pray. Um, and that for me has been really helpful just to remind myself of, 
who I am, um, that I have a father in heaven who loves me, um, and to try and start the day in that, with that mindset um, has been, yeah, has been really helpful because when, when you do enter that sports hall and, you know, there's so many people around you and you feel the pressure a little bit of, of what's going on, just to try and start the day um, remembering that, yeah, I'm loved and actually my performance doesn't change um, who I am. Great. Well, thanks so much both. I'm sure there's loads more we could have dived into there, but that's, ah, it's a helpful conversation as we just try and look at what it looks like to be a Christian in the world of sport and what it looks like to live in response to what Jesus has done and live with him now as our example in light of acknowledging that he's a good giver of good gifts, acknowledging that we deserve nothing. That's partly where it comes from, doesn't it? Understanding the fact that, um, when we're called to value others about of ourselves, it's because our value without Christ is uh, is nothing in some senses. We we need Him, uh, and then we see these brilliant calls, don't we? As, as we looked at Philippians to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships to one another, have the same mindset of Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality of God something to be used to His own advantage. Rather, He made Himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. It's amazing. The God we worship, the God we look to serve as we play our sports. Um, we will get it wrong. Praise God that he is a gracious, loving father. Um, but um, it's a really helpful conversation. I want to keep resting with, as the guys have said, uh, keep um, having community, chatting to people who uh, are on a similar walk with you. They're, they're Christians. They love sport. They want to think these things through. That's a great thing to do. Uh, and so if you're a top-level athlete listening in, do get in touch with us. Um, we have groups which meet. We have people who meet one-to-one with different people to chat to them. Um, if you're a competitive athlete playing different levels of sport, then then great. Again, get in touch with us. Pop onto our website at christiansportdog.uk. We'd love to connect you. Uh, and there's loads of resources on there as well. We've got a, a great Bible study in Philippians 2. We've looked at Philippians 2 a number of times today. You can find it on our website. Uh, just search Philippians 2 or, or search Pride, you'll find it. Uh, and that could be a really helpful thing to go through with somebody else maybe or, or do it on your own, uh, particularly if there's a, this is an issue you struggle with. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.